Hello and welcome to the Village Halls podcast sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Now, insurance for village hall buildings is basically all about reassuring the local community that if something disastrous should happen, money will be there to put things back to how they were before. However, there is a there is a significant and common issue with buildings insurance that can lead to the amount that's paid out for a claim falling way, way short of what you might expect. Today, I'm joined by Will Molland from RebuildCostAssessment.com. Will is a member of the Chartered Institute of Building and an associate member of the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors and is going to help us understand why, well, potentially, catastrophic mistakes are sometimes made with insurance cover and what can be done about it. Hi, Will. How are you today? Hi, Johnny. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Thanks, Will. Now, highly qualified in construction management and quantity surveying, I think it's probably fair to say you're a big fan of all kinds of buildings, Will, yeah? I am indeed, Johnny, yes. And this hopefully includes village church and community halls, right? It does indeed, Johnny, yeah. I mean, I've been working in the built environment sector for 15 to 20 years now, uh, mainly in project management, some construction management, uh, residential commercial buildings. But I kind of found myself working more with heritage buildings, uh, so yeah. getting involved in a lot of traditional materials, listed buildings, uh, buildings in conservation areas, etc. And that naturally led into you know community buildings, village halls, those kind of properties. Yeah. And are there any halls in particular that kind of stand out? for you that you've that you've yeah there's quite a few there's quite a few i've worked on yeah i've worked on ones that have been been war memorials as well so um yeah. there were there were quite a few halls built all over the country actually not just in dorset post first world war and incorporated into them are war memorials so that's an interesting building to work on you know there's uh, there's, there's a there's a lot of a lot of meaning and a lot of history behind those absolutely uh, again a, a lot of traditional buildings in dorset a lot of that vernacular style of building with flint and brick uh, some of that work that was carried out in the 19th century is is really quite you know quite detailed quite intricate and uh, you've just got to admire the craftsmen that built it in the first place really particularly on a you know a community building that they were building for their village for their community yeah. um, and the and the effort and the work that went into it uh, and then, of course, more recent builds. So there were some lottery grants handed out around about the millennium. Uh, there's some very smart new build uh, village halls in around Dorset. Uh, and they, of course, contrast with some of the less smart ones, which would be uh, converted <laughs> Nissen huts. Uh, I think I've come across one before that was actually had been a chicken shed. Um, right. But it made a rather nice hall. But um, that's how it started life. So, uh, yeah, all types of uh, community buildings out there. Fantastic. Yeah, they're very diverse, aren't they? The halls that are used for those for those purposes. And look, although I, I know you're not directly involved in the running of a village hall yourself, but you've always been an active participant in community activities. So I guess you know just how important halls are, particularly yes. in rural areas like Dorset, where you're oh, based. Yeah, absolutely, Johnny. So I was a trustee uh, in, a, in a village, trust, trustee of a village green for many years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that involved some work with the hall. Uh, we used to work together with the trustees of the village hall. I've been a parish councillor as well um, in my local parish, and uh, that involved looking after various community assets, including bus stops, bus shelters, playgrounds, etc. 
Um, and yeah, you know, an important part of uh, rural life, really taking on the sort of management of that, being a trustee, being a guardian of that. Uh, and of course, when you go through the minutes of the meetings and you find these enormous ledgers, uh, you realize yeah. that people have been doing this for many decades, if not hundreds Absolutely. of years. And now yeah, it's yeah, your yeah. time. Yeah. Too right. Too right. And so anyway, there's this, there's, there's this big issue within insurance that's known as underinsurance, right? And it, it's it's worth highlighting because it's a very real and extremely common threat to community building. So tell me a bit about underinsurance, Will, and, and how big a problem it really is. So underinsurance, Johnny, so that's a situation where if a claim is made uh, by a policyholder, now be that an individual or a, a, a corporate body or a group of trustees, for example, for a community building, yeah. if the sum insured that they've set, so that's the amount that they believe uh, that they've estimated that building will cost to rebuild, is is too low, and this is yeah. this is likely to be assessed by a loss adjuster. If a loss adjuster finds that to be too low, uh, then they're entering a situation called underinsurance, where their claim payment is going to be reduced in proportion to the amount they're actually underinsured. Right. And uh, th- this is a very real problem, and it exists out there, you know, all the time. What kind? What what sort of proportion of buildings? So. Do Around you, you, about uh, 80% of all buildings are underinsured, and really? on average, they're, yeah, they're only insured for 65% of what they should be. So you've got a 35% gap of underinsurance. That means that if you were to make a claim um, on any kind of reinstatement work on that property, uh, you're looking at a 35% reduction in that claim. So, you know, yeah. a £100,000 claim gets reduced to 65000 You've got to find that... Uh, Thirty-five thousand pounds yourself. The insurer yeah. will not pay it. Or a building that's a million pounds to indeed. rebuild entirely. Indeed. Yeah, you're going to have to find three hundred and fifty thousand. You yeah. are so indeed. Yeah, talking big, big numbers. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what you're saying is it's 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 down to the village hall owners and trustees themselves to get the amount that the building would cost to rebuild spot on when they're insuring the building. Or there could be major problems if there's a claim. Yeah. Absolutely right. It is indeed. So, uh, having been a trustee, and you know, I know what that entails, uh, and I know that you're a volunteer, and uh, you're usually a group of people from many different backgrounds. Uh, you're all bringing your own expertise, you know, to, to that group in order to do your best to look after that community asset. But you may or may not be uh, qualified building surveyors. Uh, however, you can always find a firm. That'll do that for you. And really, it, it's getting getting that building sum insured correct from day one. That means that the policy is set up correctly. You're paying the correct amount of premium. The insurer knows where you stand. Everyone knows where they stand. And you've got the, the, the security and the knowledge of knowing that if anything did happen, you're going to get a payment out in full. And as a trustee, you know, you've got a legal responsibility to make sure that happens. Uh, yes, something bad could happen to that hall. It gets rebuilt. The community then get their hall back. And all those activities that are going on in that hall day in, day out, you know, all the different groups that are meeting, the mums and toddler groups, the book groups, the, you know, the, uh, the whist drives, I seem to remember, was something that used to go on years ago. I'm not sure they have them anymore, but um, <laughs> you know, the, the harvest festivals, yeah. you know, the WI meetings, et cetera, they can all carry on in that building as they have yeah. done for many, many years. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the problem is very real, isn't it? I can, I can recall a, a pub burning down in a small village. I think it was in your neck of the woods a few years back. And the owner literally had to crowdfund 
hundreds of thousands of pounds when the insurance company wouldn't pay up the full cost. It was all over social media at the time. I think there was a few celebrities even got themselves involved. And that that one turned out well in the end after a massive effort. But I think most don't have such a happy end and in truth. So the case to make you ensure you make sure you ensure you're building for the right amount. But as you've said, trustees and so on, wouldn't you have to be a buildings expert to do that? You would really, yes. And also, um, would you not want to go out to an independent third party surveying firm who could carry that out for you? Completely independent of um, the insurance industry, the buildings owners, the trustees, etc. Carry out a completely, you know, third party and okay. objective assessment. So, look, you're you're a professional surveyor yourself. Getting a building examined isn't cheap, is it? I mean, a large hall. You must be talking what a thousand pounds for someone like yourself to go out there and carry out a survey. Yeah, we do have a way around that, though, uh, Johnny. So we offer uh, remote assessments. So a desktop rebuild cost assessment. Uh, right. We're carrying out thousands of these a month. Uh, we can carry these out on all types of buildings, you know, houses, commercial property, uh, community buildings and halls as well. And this is where we gather information remotely. So we use a wide range of online sources. We use ordnance serving mapping data. We go into planning uh, databases, um, gathering that information, working out the area of the building, finding out what it's made of you know, what, what it contains, and particularly with halls, actually, you know, there's usually a, a website attached to that for bookings purposes. We can see how the building's put together. We can see what the interior looks like. Uh, and we can basically carry out that survey remotely. Fantastic. Uh, having said that, I imagine there's a few sceptical people out there thinking, what, you can you can assess the, the rebuild value of a property without even going anywhere near the building. How, how reliable is, is that, Will? Uh, so when we compare our desktops with our site surveys, it's roughly plus or minus 5% on the area measurements. Right. Uh, in terms of the rebuild rates that we might apply, uh, again, you know, we, we, we're, we're talking, you know, plus or minus 5, 6, 7%, that sort yeah. of area in terms of variance. I mean, really, what we're, what we're looking at here is a situation where, you know, in this modern world, there is a lot of remote uh, information and online data that you can gather Absolutely. out there. And, yeah. you know, by uh, having teams of assessors, teams of surveyors working together, gathering this information, we can put together a report that for all intents and purposes is as accurate as a site survey. And presumably with that then comes a, a better price. Absolutely. Yeah, much, much reduced. Yeah. So what kind of ballpark, what are we what are we talking about? Well, if you were to come to us directly, um, £160, including VAT. Uh, yeah. For that, <laughs> you're getting a full, um, you know, remote assessment carried out by a qualified surveyor, signed off in the office here and you know, sent back to you. Yeah. Better than £1,000. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, vast saving. Yeah. Fantastic. And I understand... Uh, rebuildcostassessment.com works in partnership with our podcast sponsors, Allied Westminster. And they've, they've told me that with any community hall that's insured with them, they'll actually pay the cost of a desktop assessment. So in essence, that's a free professional rebuild cost assessment for anyone that's insured through Allied Westminster. So you certainly can't grumble about that, I suppose. No, you can't. No, I mean, that's an excellent service. And, uh, as a trustee of community assets in the past, I would have quite liked to take advantage of that. Um, yeah. Many years ago, it wasn't available though. And and if you want to find more about that, um, the easiest way would be to visit villageguard.com and look for the section that's uh, free valuation report. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant. 
Well, unless there's anything else, Will, that you, you know, you'd, you'd like to add to that, um, I would just like to say thanks for coming on. That's okay, Johnny. No, it's been really good to catch up. Yeah, it's been great to find out about underinsurance. As I say, I think it's not something that everybody knows about. And I think people are often surprised by how common a problem this is. And, and most only, unfortunately, discover that they have a problem when it's when it's too late. So yeah, the key takeaway here, I guess, is make sure you, you get an assessment before a problem arises rather than um, when a claim does. Absolutely. I totally agree, Johnny. I think, uh, you know, we deal with um, insurers, brokers, policyholders day in, day out. And I've yet to meet a policyholder or anyone really in the insurance business who, uh, when coming at it from the claims side, you know, where there's been a loss and there's a claim in and under insurance has been found, um, you know, any kind of assessment, be it desktop or site, is, uh, yeah, it would have been an easy kind of uh, message to get through. Uh, yeah, I mean, from my point of view, really, uh, you know, get uh, a desktop rebuild cost assessment carried out. Um, if you haven't had, it, haven't had that building looked at for a while, as a first, as a first step, get that done. Uh, if your property is listed, I would really suggest you do get that done with some urgency if you haven't had a survey done on it for a while. Uh, listed yeah. properties are a key uh, area for underinsurance, uh, and you can never really underestimate the additional costs involved there, so well worth looking at. Yeah, it's not just about being insured, it's about being insured properly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again, Will. Okay, and, John. Thank uh, you. That's all, folks, for this episode. Get your entries in for our wonderful Villagers photo competition as you could win £1,000 for your village hall and £500 for yourself. You can find out more on a special page on our website. Many thanks to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider Allied Westminster for supporting our podcast and whose services, as I've mentioned, you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online booking system provider Hallmaster who also help make our podcast possible and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again in two weeks' time with another episode, so if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.